Derek Erickson. Atlanta's evening news is coming up at 5. Between now and then, if there's a traffic red alert, breaking news, severe weather alerts, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will not hesitate to break in. And we'll have more during Atlanta's evening news from 5 to 7. Depend on it. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. The most connected man in Washington, D.C., Jamie Dupree. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How you doing? Excellent. Uh, Well, Baltimore's still a hot topic. And uh, now we've got Hillary weighing in on it. We got Obama's comments from yesterday, his 15 minute long answer. 13 and, minutes and 58 seconds. Excuse me for being inaccurate, Mr. <laughs> Perfection over here. 13 minutes and 58 seconds. Uh, uh, but a long winded answer, nonetheless. It even, was, yes. Even, even blaming Republicans. And, well, you know what's amazing? He's doubled the debt from every other president before him combined. He spent more money, got his entire program passed, and he, this man cannot take responsibility for anything. Remember, in politics, it's always the fault of the other side, no matter what. Yeah. So now Hillary, th- she's trying to jump on the bandwagon and make it a big political issue, which, she, by the uh, way, yeah, she gave a speech up in your neck of the woods today. She was at Columbia University, and I thought it was interesting because it was it was really her first big policy address since she announced that she was running, and she focused on what she labeled an out-of-balance criminal justice system. And the irony was she was talking about how, uh, you know, we shouldn't imprison so many people. There's too many people in jail and make some comments along there. And if you rewind, what, 20 years, basically, 21 years, the 1994 anti-crime bill, I think, was really sort of marked this during the Clinton administration when the Clintons were for a lot of these changes. So in a sense, she would be undoing some of the changes that get tough on crime changes that were made during the Clinton administration, both by the then Democratic Congress, then later by the Republican Congress as well. And then she edged her way into the situation on Baltimore. She she said she wants police nationwide to wear those body cameras to have more evidence out there. And then she she basically echoed what the president had said on police misconduct. Remember yesterday he called it a a slow rolling crisis. It's been there for a long time. Hillary Clinton's quote was that the patterns have become unmistakable and undeniable. So she definitely worked her way into that today in that speech up in New York. You know, what an idea. Police have to wear body cams. Then maybe our elected officials should have to wear them, too. Hey, let's do it. I, I, you know, it'd make it easier for me to get comments from them, maybe in sound bites. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, we might uh, keep them out of trouble. Maybe we need one on Bill 24-7 if she ever became the uh, president of the United States. God forbid. So, Uh, you know, look, I will say this, though, that while there's a lot of talk about it. By the way, maybe we'd find her server. Yeah. I, you know what? This reminds me, what I'm reminded of right now is sort of the immediate aftermath of Ferguson and the immediate aftermath of several of these incidents recently, where there's a lot of talk about sort of, quote unquote, doing something. But there doesn't seem to me, at least here on the ground in the halls of Congress, to be that much momentum. I mean, remember after Ferguson, there was all the talk about changing how uh, police departments would get military surplus vehicles and more. We really haven't seen anything happen on that. It sort of faded away. And there's been talk about doing a number of things. I don't sense. I mean, there's look, there's people worried about what Baltimore means, et cetera. But I don't sense any big push to do anything real fast here. Uh, The White House said today that later this week, the Justice Department is going to release some money for a pilot program to funnel some cash out to help police departments pay for body cameras. But I got the sense it was not going to be a large amount of money. Well, we've got a little trouble in New York City. you got a group supporting the protesters in Baltimore planning demonstrations uh, tonight. 
And uh, the mayor sent a message down to please be peaceful. I'd, I'd like I'd say that if you want to make change, keep things peaceful. You know, the problem is, is that nobody wants to do proper policing. And and the answer is obvious. If somebody throws a rock at a cop, you arrest them. If they throw a bottle at a cop, you arrest them. Uh, you use all these non-lethal tools at your disposal. That means pepper spray. Uh, that means if you have to. You know, some type of gas, tear gas to disperse the crowd. You don't let the crowds gather. You don't let them rob and loot without any consequences. Well, that doesn't sound like what the NYPD would do, having seen them up close. Uh, oh, over with the Comrade de Blasio? Times. No, not not at all. I mean, so um, we have, uh, what else? Does the president say anything else today? Or No, he, he made no comments today. He, he went on, actually, it was sort of funny. He went on a, the, they had the Teacher of the Year ceremony at the White House today. And he did. We had been told there would be an unannounced little uh, uh, trip. And he walked across Lafayette Park to like, I think it's a coffee shop or something nearby and and bought something for uh, the teacher of the year. It just happened to be that in the same restaurant, there were a bunch of reporters from the White House Correspondents Association who were having their little get together or something like that. And they turned over and all of a sudden there's the president at the counter just a few feet away from them. So no, no comments from him today. The biggest thing that happened up here on the Hill today was what I would term an uh, somewhat unsettling hearing. But to me, not surprising at all about the gyrocopter incident of two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Basically, you had law enforcement and military officials acknowledge, as far as they would go in a public arena, that the craft that this guy, remember the Florida mailman flew, that mini helicopter, was temp- simply too small to be picked up on the radar. So he was able to fly all the way from Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, down into D.C., down the mall, past the Washington Monument, down to the Capitol, without really being detected or stopped. The FAA said they went back and looked at the radar, and they could see here and there where he intermittently appeared on the radar, but the plane, the little craft, isn't big enough to appear on the radar like others. And I think it left lawmakers sort of wondering, is it really that safe? Is it really that secure if somebody wanted to use something well, like that's that a, to that's attack? A, that's a dumb question. Is it really? Sa- of course, it's not safe. But I don't think we give that off. I mean, for example, there was one Democratic congressman, Stephen Lynch of Massachusetts, who said this reminded him sort of where we were before 9-11, that we talked a big game about being able to stop terrorism. But we were behind the curve when it came to actually doing that. And with the drone thing, I think there are people worried about that. We we know it's a threat, but don't really have answers right well, why now. Why do we let anybody dry, fly those things anyway? They don't seem particularly safe to me. And anyone that would get in that dopey contraption is nuts. They might be nuts. But if he had, uh, you know, 50 pounds of plastic explosive exactly. with it or something like that, it might be a little different. No, I'm well, that's why my answer is, of course, it's dangerous. And of course, they ought to be able to pick it up. And of course, that should have been taken care of after 9-11. But more importantly, it seems like that's something you get from a mail order place and you build your own little gyrocopter. And it, it just makes no sense that people have licenses to fly that piece of junk. Yeah, and so I, I think coming out of that, uh, they were going into a close session with uh, with uh, with officials later today, I'm sure, to get more information. But it just seemed to me that while they have the best intentions, there are holes there, unfortunately. What's going on with the Iranian bill at this particular point? It um, that's the still slow going. Senator Marco Rubio showed up on the floor just within the last hour and gave a fairly straightforward statement in which he said, look, I've got all these amendments that people are saying might destroy the bipartisan nature of this bill. I don't care. I want votes on them. I want to do something about this. And we're sort of in that limbo moment where I'm not sure where this bill is going, uh, because there are a lot of Democrats who look at some of these amendments that Rubio and others would like to bring up from the Republican side. They view them as poison pills that go too far and would add extra items in the bill uh, that they don't really want there. I'm not sure where we're headed on this right now, Sean. The talk was that we would get this bill done this week. 
right now as we're talking, I'd be sort of surprised about that. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes efforts going on. Look, uh, Rubio, Ted Cruz, and others, uh, I don't see them backing down on some of these things that they want to bring up and force votes. But are they going to have are the two parties, the leaders, going to be able to ward them off? We'll have to see. One well, of who's running plans, the Who's running the Senate? Is it the Republicans or is Harry Reid still running the Senate? Well, I mean, uh, Senator McConnell is obviously the majority leader. And, you know, we'll have to see if the two sides on their agreement to back this bill, if they're going to ward off some of these amendments that they don't like that might endanger this deal. And again, you know, one of the plans we talked about already this week from Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania and Ted Cruz of Texas is they want to flip this thing around. So it would be a vote on, you know, affirmatively on any Iran Iranian nuclear deal, not just a resolution of disapproval. Well, it seems to me with all that we've learned about the Iranians, did you see that the uh, Ayatollah was uh, commenting on race relations in America in light of what happened in Baltimore? I did not see that. Yeah, lecturing Obama about that. Um, look, between that and the Iranians now, what is the latest on this this cargo ship with the had the U.S. flag on it that apparently we were escorting and that they took control of? What's the latest on it? Um, it's not that it had a U.S. flag. I think it was a Marshall Islands flagged vessel, if I was uh, I thought I it was a U.S. flagged vessel or U.S.-supported vessel. There's it's, a certain, well, it, go ahead. It's, it's, it's a Marshall Islands flagged vessel that was intercepted by the Iranian Navy, is what I understood from the Pentagon, and that they have... Uh, they have sort of isolated and kept it off to the side, but the U.S. military is nearby. But no, there's been no request from the Marshall Islands for us to do anything about it. But it's not a U.S. flagged vessel, as far as I'm on. Uh, Wasn't the U.S. at least supporting the right of the vessel to be in the area? Yes, uh, we have an agreement with the Marshall Islands and their right. flagged vessels to defend them. But at this point, the the word we've had is that no military action is expected, other than just sort of watching and that the U.S. still thinks that the ship's going to be allowed to go on its way, but it doesn't seem like it's happened at this point in time. See the report in the Washington Free Beacon about John Kerry, increasingly, in my mind, unstable, uh, reportedly telling the Iranians that he wishes America had its very own Ayatollah, like their supreme leader. Is that a quote from him? That's, that's what they're quoting. They said the Secretary of State told his Iranian counterpart that he wished, blah, blah, blah. And that's... Uh, it was conveyed by, or in negotiations, quote, in negotiations, Kerry told the Iranian foreign minister, uh, Zarif, that he, Kerry, wished the U.S. had a leader like the Iranian supreme leader, according to Alam al-Hoda, who was a senior member of the Iranian powerful assembly of experts, whatever such an assembly is. The assembly of experts, that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, the investigation, by the way, investigators recovered thousands of Lois Lerner's emails uh, again. So You know, now, and we've heard this a couple of times now, and I'm yeah. starting to wonder, because this is not the first story that we've, re you know, that somebody has recovered extra emails, and yet we haven't heard anything from the investigated, you know, the investigatory committees in the Congress about either A, going through them, or B, whether or not they've produced new information. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it, Sean. We haven't had a hearing or anything really happen on the Lois Lerner front in a number of months. But if there's new emails, then maybe that will breathe some new life into that probe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else do we know about uh, what's going on? The president threatened this veto now to first two spending bills for 2016. Yeah, in fact, there was even another veto threat issued on something else today. This is interesting because I, I talked to you real quick about this last week. The first budget bill that's up on the floor of the House, and it's there right now, would fund the VA. And the Democrats, led by the VA secretary and now Democrats on the floor, are going after it, accusing the GOP of trying to cut money for the VA, when in fact 
they're not trying to cut money. It's just that they don't agree on the level of increase at this point in time. But the Democrats are really hammering this home that the Republicans, they would cut money and it would mean 70,000 vets would not get as much uh, medical care. It would stop construction projects that are needed for medical centers and more. I'm really interested in how the VA and and the Obama administration is going on offense, using some of this to go after the GOP. As of right now, I don't see the GOP backing down. But you know that kind of stuff and being able and and making the charge that the other side is cutting veterans' benefits and veterans' medical care. That's pretty uh, hard knuckle stuff, bare knuckle stuff. So we'll see where that goes. And could Chief Justice Roberts forge a, a ruling on same sex marriage uh, that doesn't change the definition of marriage? Where did that come from? Did you? Well, it was it was one of the more interesting parts of yesterday's uh, arguments was where he said something to the effect of, you know, uh, uh, Susie likes Tom and Mike likes Tom, uh, but Susie can marry Tom, but Mike can't. He said, and the Chief Justice said, well, that sounds to me like sex discrimination. You know, so I don't know if the chief justice th- really thinks that he can get the justices to agree on a ruling dealing with marriage that just do- that does not change the definition of marriage and make it into a sex discrimination issue. But that seemed to me, listening back on the arguments, that's exactly what he was trying to float yesterday during that case. Unbelievable. All right, Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington. Thank See you for Sean. being with us. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, when we come back, we're going to meet the uh, Maryland State Senate Majority Leader. She was on TV last night and kind of lashing out a little bit at the media. We're going to talk about the politics of Baltimore that have been run by Democrats for all these years and see if we can't come up with some solutions. Then we have the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson debating the Reverend Oliver White and Ann Coulter will weigh in 10 Eastern on Hannity. Uh, tonight uh, as well, we're going to have full coverage. Now, like many of you, you know what? I'm not the best sleeper in the world, but now I have my pillow And guess what? I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and you can too. And you get your very own MyPillow. I've got four of them. When you go to MyPillow.com and just mention my name, and you'll get two for the price of one. Or call 800-919-6090. 800-919-6090. Now, MyPillow is the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. It's made here in the USA. has a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can wash it and dry it like your favorite old pair of blue jeans. So don't spend another sleepless night on a pillow that doesn't work. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get two for the price of one so you can get the kind of restful, comfortable, deep-healing sleep that you deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity, or mention my name, call 800-919-6090. We'll continue. Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.